Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good morning, everybody. Keith over here, broadcasting live from Business Radio X studios. It is Pensacola Business Radio, and I'm surrounded this morning by a uh, fantastic group of people and one canine <laughs> who probably outranks us all, I can tell you that. Uh, and I'm going to let them go around the uh, horn here and introduce themselves. Miss Sharon. I'm Sharon Miller with Home Care Solutions. I'm Bob Colkeen from WSRE. Barb Wagner, wellness advocate with doTERRA Essential Oils. I'm Jimmy Van with uh, CCK9 Detection Services. And the dog is? Jack. Jack. <laughs> Although, Jack, I heard that's your AKA and maybe not your real name, huh? Yeah. So, um, okay, Sharon, you are no stranger to our studio. No. What you up to? <laughs> uh, well, people look at me. You changed jobs again. But, uh, <laughs> well, sometimes I don't, you got fun. You know, I know. I found my heart. I didn't find go. it doesn't help my bank account, but it helps my heart. Uh, there's a million people a month that turn 65. And I have been in love with that market because I am in that market myself age-wise. No. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. And um, when I was approached to go to work for Home Care Solutions, I didn't hesitate. It was where I wanted to be. I love it. I go in and visit with seniors every day who need services at home. Seventy percent of seniors want to stay at home. Their biggest fear is burdening their family, not dying. Um, and so it just hit really well for me. And it's such a need out there. Uh, and some of the seniors we're seeing these days, believe it or not, are uh, from falls. There's lots of statistics on the senior market. And one of those in the state of Florida alone 75% of every senior over the age of 65 that falls dies within a year. So we go into homes and assess the property to make sure that that won't happen again. It's anything from throw rugs to magazines to extension cords to the wrong shoes. So we try to make their families, they may be distant, they may be local, feel more comfortable about their their parents or their grandparents or their aunts or their uncles, whoever it might be, living a long and healthy and prosperous what, what we call aging well. Aging well. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. So so how does this process work? Do I just call you up and say, hey, yeah, come you, over to my you, parents' yes. house and check it out? Yes. You call us up. We come over and do an assessment. And <clears throat> then we reach back out to um, the family. Uh, long-term care is a basic. Uh, uh, the numbers on long-term care is unbelievable. 70% of seniors will need long-term care, 70% mm-hmm. over the age of 65. So, so you call I could us, take some long-term care like tomorrow. I mean, I wouldn't mind having a little help around the house and stuff. And, and we do things, <laughs> speaking of around the house, we do anything from personal care. I encourage seniors to get moisturized, even that sounds kind of funny, because as we grow older, our skins become thinner and less elastic. So I love it when I can offer a senior for the caregiver to come in and rub their arms and their legs and their hands and their feet. Somebody told me yesterday, oh, I can't wait to have my feet rubbed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it increases circulation, right? Yes, it does. So, um, okay, so, you know, do I have to be necessarily elderly or, or you know, does it have to, mobility have to be hard to use it, it Usually mobility and it is an age factor. We do tr- take care of some younger people with um, aging factors, uh, but m- Majority of our work is with the senior market. We do personal care. We do homemaking skills. We I encourage my uh, seniors to get taken to lunch once a week to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. 
because one of the, the only thing seniors really need as they age, which helps their mind and their bodies, is socialization. So don't stay in the house. We do have 1.7 million people, million seniors in this country that are in facilities. And facilities are okay if that's where you need to be, but we do age better and happier if we can be in our own homes. Yeah. So, and do you guys provide transportation and stuff? Yes, too? we do provide transportation. <clears throat> we can take you to the grocery store, we can take you to your doctor's office. And one of the services I fell in love with with this company is we have a tuck in service. That means. <laughs> did I leave a mint on my pillow? Tell me they leave a mint on my pillow. <laughs> well, we can certainly do that. I think. Okay. We, we make sure the house is tidy for the evening and we'll help you get into bed. Um, uh, maybe even a cup of hot chocolate before you go to bed, even though some people say hot chocolate keeps them awake. Maybe a cup of tea, uh, tuck you in and in the next morning and, and plan for your breakfast the next morning and then the next morning come back in and get you out of bed and get you ready for the day. Yeah. So, okay, so what'd you have as a kid? Your, your mom make you warm milk or, or what'd you have before bed? I used to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a glass of milk. Oh, I did. Yeah. I had, I used to, it was like four Oreos and a glass of milk. That was like the thing for like, and 10 to this years. day, I don't like peanut butter. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so where are you, how are you finding, um, how are you guys designating or locating the, the clients that you're, they will meeting? call us and we also have hospitals and we have facilities where someone's been in after a fall or surgeries of any kind, the rehab facilities will call us and say so-and-so is checking out tomorrow and they will need some assistance when they get home. Because sometimes it takes a while when you get a little older to heal. To heal. Yeah. And, well, and sometimes it's also hard to say, I need help, right? It absolutely is. <clears throat> and sometimes the children of those families, I'm meeting with somebody today who's out of town and their mom needs some assistance. And so we will go over and then check in with the daughter who's out of town. Yeah, and let her know how her mom is doing. So, and, and what has been your role here coming on board, other than like cheerleader I, that we know? Yeah, you are. I know. I, <laughs> I, my title is community liaison, so I'm trying to educate Pensacola, and actually, we're moving into the Alabama market uh, the first of the year to educate both those markets on what where we are and what we're doing. There are a lot of other home health agencies. We are non-skilled, so uh, we do have an RN that assists us on. Our assessments, she actually owns the company, Jenny Wolf, but we do non-skilled work. Mm -hmm. We can have the pills that the seniors are taking on the table, but we cannot actually count them out for them. That's not our role, but we can make sure they take them because you'd be surprised how many people will call me and say, make sure mom takes her pills because on occasion she'll drop one. If she drops a blood pressure medicine two mm -hmm. or three days in a row, that may be a problem. Yeah. So we just monitor the medication. We can help with the bath. Uh, we can help with uh, anything in the home that they might need. So um, how are you doing the education piece? I know you've got some, you've got things coming up. So. Oh, we've got things coming <laughs> Let's up. Let's talk about Yeah, them. <laughs> we've got things coming up. We're starting, Home Care Solutions is starting something that was uh, what I wanted to do with the company if I ever became part of one. It's called a concierge service. So if someone out there, and I went to see a lady several weeks ago who had been in rehab since August. And when she got home, her TV didn't work. So we have a referral program. So one of our partners that we trust and they're reasonably priced can go in. We'll recommend she call these folks and we'll, she can get her TV fixed. Mm. We have partners with alarm systems for homes as well as bracelets that con can contact someone about the fact they have fallen or whatever their need may be. So we have, and actually I, uh, someone committed to being a partner for me yesterday and this is a matter of life. 
uh, uh, Bayview Funeral Home mm -hmm. because pre-need is very important, and we want those families to feel comfortable with an agency that will help them with those plans. So you are building a network specifically for the senior demographic yeah. market. Look at you go. So if they want to, if somebody wants to be part of the network, how do we do that? They call me at 433-0733 at the office or my cell phone, 850-221-8630. I've already solicited quite a few partners. We're having our first health fair in Lillian, Alabama on February the 16th, where we'll be introducing those partners and lots and lots and lots of conversation and education for the senior market. Yeah, very cool. All right, so you have a website for um, home care? Homecarefl.com. Well, that was easy. <laughs> cool. Well, um, hang out and enjoy the rest of your coffee. And uh, let's find thank out you, I will. What, uh, what Bob's world's like. So uh, welcome to Pensacola, by the way. Uh, I, thank I, you. I know Bob's only been here a couple of weeks, and we ran into him at uh, 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 downtown the other night when we were doing some of the Trader John's documentary work. And um, luckily we got talking. He just happens <laughs> to be in the world of television. So <laughs> I, I, it goes to prove that you never know who you're going to run into. That's it. gallery. That's right. I walked in Pensacola. That was my first time in down there. It was a great uh, event. And the first question you asked me is, I'm a, am I a native? Yeah. Pensacola? Are you a local? Yeah. Like, no, I'm not. The conversation went and then here I am a couple of days later. Yeah. So, um, okay. So where'd you, where, where, what part of a way are you from? <laughs> uh, well, my last uh, call of duty was, uh, in, um, Illinois. Okay. Champaign Urbana at WILL. I was the uh, COO for the, uh, NPR and the PBS station there, uh, but now I'm here. Yeah, that's cool at WSRE. I'm the general manager. It's a great station, and I'm really excited about it. And met some really fantastic people. The facilities at the station are second and none. Yeah, it's really top top shelf. And uh, looking forward to uh, leading this group into some really great stuff. Yeah. So what I mean, so I'll be honest. I um. Well, I was in WSRE years ago, back in my culinary career, and we did the Iron Chef competition. Okay. And um, that was the last time I was in that studio, which is, wow, 10 years ago, maybe? Okay. So you've, you've upgraded a little bit, probably? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I've been there since the 5th of December, so it's uh, all new to me. <laughs> um, but, you know, you should come over for a tour. I'll definitely oh, I plan on it, absolutely. And uh, I want to hit the, the red button. Yeah, well, we'll find that for you. Uh, one of the things that we're into is uh, Studio Amped, which just uh, finished uh, taping their eighth season. Mm -hmm. And the Storyteller Edition is, I think you said you got Google there. I think <laughs> I think it's on the 29th of this month is the uh, the um, edition of Studio Amped about the, the storytellers, the yep. uh, real songwriters. And it's a really good uh, edition of the program. Uh, there's a lot of local programs that we do. We're celebrating our 20, uh, 50th anniversary. We went back on the air on September 11th, 1967. Wow. So uh, we've been bringing on some really good educational and documentaries and local programs for 50 years. So this year we're going to be celebrating that, which is uh, fantastic. We're kicking it off with a, uh, a dance -a -thon, a dance through the decades oh. uh, at Dance 23. And that's going to be on Saturday, February 4th. So are they just going to go until they fall out? Or I, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> you know, uh, it's uh, they've been a longtime partner with uh, WSRE, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, being down in Seville Quarters and uh, dancing the night away. Yeah. So do you so, dance? Do I dance? Um, if I do, you're what right, I do is right called here, dancing. You? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you wearing swag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very cool. Okay, so 
you guys are on the PJC campus for the big studio. Do you have a lot of students that do media stuff with you? Uh, not that we have three internships that we're uh, looking to fill right now mm-hmm. uh, in production and in marketing and in development. So if there's any students that are looking for that, we have those uh, positions posted. Uh, and the college doesn't have a production uh, type activity right now, a, a degree in production. Yeah. Uh, but we will be, you know, we use students. We have a crew that we use. Uh, so uh, it's not a uh, uh, academic sure, department. Right, right. But it's a... Um, it's a really nice building in the, in, in the right serving, location. <laughs> we are a service of Pensacola State College and supported by the college. I've met some fine people on mm-hmm. campus in the very short time that I've been there and looking forward to uh, working with Pensacola State College. Yeah, well, and with the old innovation stuff that's going on with them, too. So you should start yeah. seeing some pretty neat things. I agree. We'll be broadcasting to Mars before you know it. <laughs> yeah. Um, talk to me about the world of public broadcasting because – we we're in the world of digital here and even yep. some of the stuff that we've been doing that we were down there filming has been all streaming or it's been for the internet. So, you know, some people would probably say public television, like, does that even still exist? Right. It, it still exists, but you know, it's not about the single stick anymore. It's right. not just about the transmission and the transmitter tower. Uh, you have to be looking at uh, new media. We have a, a program for our donors uh, who uh, give us over $60 uh, a year. Uh, it's called Passport, and Passport is a digital experience where you can see all the PBS shows and some of our local shows that you've missed over the year. So you don't have to have your DVR going at uh, on at home. You can uh, access us through this Passport. You get a, a number and uh, an account number and a password, and you go in there and you can watch all those programs that you like Looney Tunes listen. and the Muppets, like old no, school days. We're talking uh, PBS programs, you know. Uh, okay. Uh, we're really looking forward to Masterpiece, which is coming back out uh, in January. Uh, Sherlock's coming back on the air, yeah. so we're really looking forward to that. It's a big program for us. And Victoria, which is a, a new program, and I get some noddings of heads here, so I know I have some yeah. PBS fans. <laughs> you got two, right? You got two. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I mean, the uh, inventory that we bring, the content that we mm-hmm. deliver is quality, uh, not only with the documentaries. We, we have a fantastic local documentary uh, right now called They Were Our Fathers, and it's about um, children of Vietnam vets that lost their fathers uh, in Vietnam. Yeah. And the storytelling in this uh, documentary is amazing, and it has been picked up nationally and shown at uh, two of the uh, uh, president museums, and we're looking at a couple more that are coming up in the coming uh, mm-hmm. uh, months, and it's just a fantastic program. You can uh, see that, too. Uh, it's an example of one of our quality programs, documentaries that we bring lo- uh, locally. Uh, you might so. have another one here in about a year. Okay. When we get done with ours. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, we, 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 I, again, I, you know, we were down, we're doing the Trader John's documentary. And so that's why I asked if you were the local, because anybody that's lived here in the last, I don't know, two years at least, um, understands the story of who he was and what he did. But, um, it, it's, it's, uh, he's touched so many lives throughout the, well, probably the world now because the military has been in and out of here. But, um, the socks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah everybody's got a story and, and that's what we were down there capturing. But, um, I see there's a local museum too. Oh, yeah. God. They rebuilt the bar inside. Oh, did they? Yeah. Right. And so, which is actually the, has been the catalyst for why we're going to do the documentary. So, uh, the story, he's been here since 1953, I think, is when he started. 96. It's, it, it uh, went to a different family, and then uh, he passed away not too long ago. 
Um, but they honored him and found all this. And I had all, there's tons of memorabilia. It literally fills up like it probably six rooms about the size of the studio plus the museum plus the Navy Museum. And then there's still stuff that is like in <laughs> wow. the kids' homes. I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing the amount of memorabilia this guy had because that's how people would pay their bar tabs, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome, I think. <laughs> um, and so you know, once it's done and all that, obviously we want to tell the story. So. Yeah, well, well, we'll slide it your way. <laughs> that's great for you, Keith. That's awesome. Well, this yeah. is cool, and I've never done a documentary before, but I've been pretty good at listening to stories. And I'm, I'm mom says I'm really good at telling them, so <laughs> I don't think she thinks that this is the same kind of story. But we're gonna find out. Um, well, uh, Bob, how can people um, get involved? I mean, you're public broadcasting, right? So this means you're publicly funded. Is oh, that yeah, how that works. Publicly funded uh, for CPB, uh, individual grants. Uh, I think it's about forty percent of our operating dollars comes from gifts from donors like everybody around the table mm-hmm. uh, and uh, thank you for your support for yeah. that are listening uh, and that's important uh, pensacola state college is also a great partner and funding partner for us and we have a, a number of foundations and grants that support us uh, so that's important best way to get in touch with us is uh, wsre.org uh, it's the closing part of the year so Mm -hmm. if you want to get a tax donation in that's a great time to do it for us and the best way is through our website yeah and then can people come down to the station and and visit you guys or is it pretty much a closed facility we're getting ready to uh, open up a museum in the station itself to celebrate our 50 years Uh, that will be a walk through technology and a timeline type uh, activity so uh, we do uh, encourage people to call and there are some uh, posted times for a, a tour that's available. And then if you're of a group, uh, they're encouraged to uh, contact us again at WSRE.org and uh, send an email and we'll be able to yeah. contact them and work with them that way. Do you have you do you all do anything with the um, some of the schools or the media academies oh, that are schools around? Schools are huge for us. Um, our educational outreach uh, component is a very important part of our mission Mm -hmm. and continues to grow and actually if uh, you go down and watch the blue wahoos and down in that stadium down there there's a place called imagination station and uh, that's open uh, three days a week uh, where parents and their children come in we have a number of setups in there Uh, i think there's four individual Mm -hmm. centers where pbs kids can be used on the computer and you can explore with your child the digital form of Mm -hmm. media Uh, there's games there's educational components they have uh, books available and a lot of interactive type things. And groups come there and they actually uh, use that facility for <clears throat> birthday parties or uh, organizations will come down there and, and work with, with kids. Yeah. Uh, and it's well, and even parents, I know they teach a lot of uh, interaction and how to sort of instill yeah. some lessons through just hanging out, right? We have a thing called uh, PBS uh, Learning um, Media, which is a uh, where educators actually use that source get curriculum, uh, bring it to the classroom, and work with our educational coordinator to make sure they have a good feel mm-hmm. of what PBS can offer the classroom. Yeah. So it's a big it's a big part of who we are, too. And it works. I mean, I know when my kids were young, which was, you know, 10 years ago when they were babies, but the baby Einstein stuff and all that and being able to do some of that cross-media. And for me, it was, like, great because – here I was first dad, and I wasn't reading the book because we didn't have time, right? So we figured it out real quick, but – Watching yeah, people well, do that makes a huge difference. And we're seeing a lot of growth with PBS Kids. Uh, uh, we have a, a new program called Bubbles and Splash that was just put out this week. It's from the Henson Company, uh, and it's a lot of aquarium type and mm-hmm. um, uh, 
marina life type exploration. So we're going to be working with the uh, uh, Gulf area for a, a program in the spring. So uh, keep tuned to our education components. We're, yeah, you got a lot going on, huh? Yes, we do. You sort of stepped right into it, didn't you? Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. definitely. Let's, let's make it fun. <laughs> How long have you been doing uh, television stuff? I've, the first television studio I walked into was my high school in 1974, and I've never left. I'm, I've been one of those lucky guys that in high school got into television and have been in uh, a form of media and broadcasting ever since. Yeah. Back in the beta days, huh? Oh, no, I'm telling you, beta was uh, not even around. Not even yeah. around. Awesome. No, 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 no. <laughs> we, we had one-inch black and white TV yeah, there you in, my, go. in my high school. So, awesome. yeah. Before beta. Very cool. Well, again, welcome to Pensacola. Thank you. And, so, and thank uh, you. we wish you great success. And, and you know, Thanks. I'm certainly glad to have met you. Uh, same here. So we will uh, we'll, we'll have some more stuff to hang out with, I'm sure. I'm sure of it, too. Okay, Barb. Hey. This room smells <laughs> awesome, and usually by the time you leave, I'm like so mellowed out because you've been in here. And then we have uh, um, Jack running around here too, so I know he's got to be smelling a million things. But uh, let's tell everybody about your, your your oils. Okay, well, I've been here a couple of times, and I've talked the general side of essential oils. And the last time I talked on the emotional side, and I'm going on a new topic today. But I just want to, for people who maybe haven't heard, tell them a little bit about what essential oils are. For some people, they don't know. And essential oils are found in most plants, and it depends on the plant, whether it's in the seeds, the leaves, the stems, the bark, the roots, it just depends. But they're the naturally occurring volatile aromatic compounds that we find in plants. And with doTERRA, these are the certified pure therapeutic grade essential oils. So they're not just things that smell pretty. Um, we can use them aromatically and benefit from them. We can use them topically. With the vast majority of our oils, we can also use them internally. And for my husband and me in our house, this is all we use. We use no over-the-counter or prescription medicines whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And we find these to be a safe, effective, um, very affordable yeah. alternative. They're very tested, very beautiful products to use. We were amused with the dog. Animals love essential oils. And Jack was very fondly greeting me when he first met me. And most all animals do my own dog. If I open a cap of, off of a bottle, he just lies on his back and wants me to oil him. So <laughs> we all benefit. If anybody is looking, you know, for a, a natural alternative, yeah. um, these are a good fit for people. But the path I'm going on today is actually based on a lecture I attended recently, and it's dealing with sleep. And the reason it fascinated me is because essential oils, I first learned about them because I had not slept through the night for years. And I don't know if anyone in here either experiences that or has a loved one who either has trouble falling asleep or cannot stay asleep. And for me, it just was kind of a pain in the neck. And then when I heard this lecture, there's some very deep ramifications of inadequate or interrupted sleep. And a good friend, Lori, happened to send me a bottle of lavender, said for me to put a drop on the bottom of my feet before I went to bed, which seemed crazy to me. But she was a trusted friend, yeah. and I put the lavender on the bottom of my feet I lay down, and the next thing I knew, I was like awakening to the sound later. of birds before the alarm went <laughs> off, completely rested because I had slept through the night. So needless to say, that got my attention, and yeah. it started my oil journey about five and a half years ago. So, and and, and I will say this, because the last time you were on, you know, a lot of people, they give the homeopathic stigmata has its stigmata, right? Whatever, it's a bunch of foo-foo. But right. the truth is, <laughs> is that it's not. And, the, and so last time you came, you had some specific oils that would... Um, relax you or that would uh, spark some sort of smartness or just being a, a little bit more alert. Correct. And I actually still have a couple of sample <laughs> things in my office because they do still work. And when I tell people this, they're like, no, nah, whatever. And then they do it and they're like, 
holy cow. And that's why we teach classes because, and we give a lot of samples because we want people to have their own experience. If they work for me, that's wonderful, but it's better if they, you find they work for you. And so I was telling her earlier that my purse weighs 10 pounds because I do carry a lot of oils and a lot of literature, but we are all about education. And I meet with people individually. I teach classes publicly, meet in people's homes so that they can yeah. get that education. So um, I don't sleep very much at night, but I think that's by design. How, how many hours of sleep do you get a night? Do I personally yeah. or what one yeah. should get? Oh, well, <laughs> um, I, I usually do about seven hours. Yeah. Um, now, teenagers actually should have about nine hours, according uh, to some people that were mentioned to this lecture. Oh, I met that quota and, back then. <laughs> well, and, and they fall short of that. And there's a lot of ramifications. And I, I should name this fellow. His name is Russell G. Foster that did this lecture. And he was explaining how because, you know, the planet rotates in 24 hours that we have a 24-hour life cycle. And in terms of the earth, there's differences between day and night, especially if you go back to early days sure. that um, at night it's dark, day is light, night is cold, day can be hot. At night there was danger. And in the daytime, people felt there was safety. Right. And most importantly, especially back in the early days, at night there was no food. And in the daytime, you could access your food. But I found it interesting physiologically, the changes in our body. Like for there's a lot of them he mentioned, but I didn't realize at night our core body temperature typically will drop to about 96.6, where in the daytime our normal is 98.6. Mm -hmm. Blood pressure, huge differences in blood pressure night versus day, um, urine production, alertness. He was saying between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m., there are more accidents than any other time in the day because if people are out driving, then they are typically past when they should have been sleeping and they have found the alertness. (laughs) Yeah, the alertness can be worse than for someone who's drunk during those hours, but also different hormones and things vary from nighttime to daytime. And the ideal time to sleep is 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., which I honestly, I stay up later. But the other thing that kind of fascinated me was my husband goes to bed early and I stay up late. And during this lecture, he was explaining that it's actually, there is a difference in DNA between what he calls night owls and morning Mm -hmm. larks. And so my husband's more of a morning lark and I must be a night owl and it actually is in our DNA, but there are things we can do to enhance our Mm -hmm. sleep and to cause us uh, to sleep better. And we actually sleep 36% of our life on average over your lifespan. I thought it would be more than that. Yeah. So 36%. And um, he also said that Thomas Edison changed a lot of things for us with the invention of the light bulb because we used to pretty much rule our life with when it got dark, mm-hmm. you'd gear down and go to bed. And when it was light, you were ready to get up and go. And with Edison coming along, that changed everything. So some of the things he mentioned that happen in our brain while we're sleeping, the brain is processing information, developing memories, processing emotions, regulating growth and repair replacing energy reserves, removing waste products, and rebuilding metabolism. And those are all very important things. And if we're not sleeping, when are those things happening? Right. And what happens if that doesn't occur? And he also used the terms sleep pressure and our brain clock. And sleep pressure is designed in our body to build throughout the day. And when it reaches the maximum it can endure, our bodies Mm -hmm. will sleep. But we have a lot of reasons that we don't follow that and we've messed up our body clock, so to speak. And um, the eye, our actual physical eye, plays a huge part in it because as we see light, it sets that body clock. Now, it was interesting when Sharon was talking about um, elderly people needing to get out of the home. 
he was talking about in terms of luxes, and I had to look that up because I didn't know what it was, but it's the unit of measure they use for illuminance and luminous emittance. And moonlight is only a tenth of, of a number. A candle at a meter is one lux. A museum display or sunset is 50. The average office is 300 to 600. Right, right by a window is 3,000. Shade outdoors is 10,000 and full sun is 100,000. So we need to be exposed to 1,000 to 2,000 lux to set our body clock. And what he was pointing out that made me think of her, the elderly, many nursing homes are have their setting at about 20 lux. And if they are never getting people outside to full sun or even setting them by a big bay window or something where they can get that good light, it causes sleep problems in elderly or anyone that doesn't mm-hmm. get that good light. And I think of it also, I'm from Ohio, and this time of year and through about, you know, March, it's like gray there's and no white sunshine. All day long, I mean, you have right? very little sunshine. You have the gray mm-hmm. days of winter. And so it's very important, not only for emotions, because a lot of people have that seasonal affect disorder, not only for that, but to set our body clock to sleep properly, we need to have light. And if we are just inside all the time, and a lot of times people are in rooms with very dim lighting, um, young people a lot of times are not getting outside and playing like we used to. And we need that sunlight, not only for the vitamin D, but also to set this body yeah. clock. So I thought it was interesting. Um, they talked about we can have short-term sleep loss, like with jet lag or something like that. But you get people that are shift workers, a lot of times in the healthcare industry or um, safety Food workers. Service. <laughs> yeah. And those people, <laughs> we, we becomes, never sleep. <laughs> yeah, it gets to be long term. And you can actually have immune suppression, increased infection risk, um, increased cardiovascular disease, a higher risk of type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome can all come with these people that long term are not sleeping when their body clock yeah. should be. And I thought it was also interesting that they talked about um, how can we improve this. And I had never heard of what's called um, sleep hygiene, that we can establish sleep hygiene that will help us to have better sleep. So I want to spend the rest of the time kind of talking about how can we improve natural sleep. Yeah. So exercise is a very important one. If we are too sedentary, we don't really tire ourselves out. And within the world of doTERRA, one of our products that I love is called Mito2 Max. And Mito2 Max um, deals with healthy cellular production, but it also increases your mitochondrial energy production. So rather than turning to caffeine or artificial stimulants, it helps your body to produce the things that naturally yeah. give us energy. And Isn't that also, kind of like ketosis? Isn't that what ketosis does? Yes, yes. And if we can, if you give your body the tools that it needs, yeah. it's designed to operate optimally. But we starve our body of all types of things, everything from sunlight to proper nutrition to exercise. And it's kind of sad that we've kind of turned away from these things that really worked well for us in the past. Um, citrus oils. I'm wearing grapefruit today that Jack definitely loved my grapefruit. I wear grapefruit because it not only is a good metabolic oil, um, it's a very happy oil. And citruses are always happy oils. You have a tough time being in a bad mood when you're wearing citrus oils and um, grapefruit. Interestingly, also, they don't even know know it's happening. Yeah. The grapefruit oil also is good for a person dealing with a negative body image. And so if anybody's struggling with like bulimias or eating disorders, um, wearing grapefruit or having it nearby to smell can actually help with that. that. Yeah. It's just, it's remarkable when you study these, what they help with. 
Um, also, within nutrition, food is not what food used to be. You're a food uh, expert. I, I'm, I'm well aware of those yes. that, uh, preservatives that you speak of. Yes. And so we really encourage people. It's not just oils. It's not, you know, it's not, these are wonderful, but we have to adopt healthy lifestyle habits. And I love our Lifeline Vitality Pack, which is um, an Alpha CRS, which is a wonderful cellular repair mm-hmm. product, but it's your omegas that also includes nine essential oils in our omega um, capsule. And then your VMZ, which is your vitamins and minerals. And these are all whole food supplements. Right. Your body does this little happy dance like, oh my word, you're actually giving me something I recognize and know how to use this. And so I recommend everyone tries it. They come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And most people about 10 days in see such a change that they will never stop taking them. Yeah. Um, and then, so go ahead. What's in the bag? Every oil <laughs> that doTERRA makes. All right. So, so uh, Bob, how are you feeling today? You need a little body image help? You need a little, you need a little smartness help? You want some great... What, Try one. I'm ready to try the lavender. Well, and, and it's funny. It's one that I pulled out. <laughs> this funny. is the straight lavender that was my first favorite oil. And then we do have a blend. We have single oils and we have blends. This blend is called Serenity, and it's a restful complex. And Serenity comes in an oil like this. We also have a Serenity restful complex capsule that a person can take to about 30 minutes before bedtime. And it will just ease your body into a restful sleep. We even also have Serenity in a bath bar. And a lot of people will, if they bathe at night, will use the Serenity bath bar or put a drop or two. And you're welcome to smell these if you like. Put a drop or two of the Serenity Don't be falling asleep, the my bath bub. bar. <laughs> in our home, we diffuse these. Yeah. Um, we have multiple diffusers in our home, as most people who use oils do. You right. start out with one, and then you have five. And <laughs> have a car diffuser. I'm wearing diffuser necklace. I diffuse a lot. But if you're diffusing lavender or Serenity... And then I also throw Breathe In, which is our respiratory blend, and my husband doesn't snore, which is also a benefit for restful sleep. (laughs) But the nice thing is, and I don't know if everyone's home is this way, you know, our animals sleep with us in the same room. And when the diffuser is running, everyone in that room is benefiting. So the dog is resting, you know, peacefully. We're resting peacefully. I've noticed Jack's been pretty chill over here. (laughs) Well, if I were running a calming oil, we'd all be asleep. Um, Another weird one is vetiver. And um, vetiver is actually a grassy plant that grows in Haiti, but the oil is um, distilled from the roots. And when you look at this one, it's kind of thick, almost like a mm-hmm. rubber cement. This is not um, a, an oil smell most people think of. It's very earthy. And that crazy little oil, if a person has trouble falling asleep because they're lying in bed thinking of everything they did that day and everything they need to do for the next week. or zins them out, huh? That oil, put a drop on the tip of your big toes. And at the, if you know reflexology charts, at the very tip of the big toe is the brain, and right underneath it is the pineal gland. And the pineal gland produces melatonin. And you put that oil, it's the craziest thing. You put it on your big toe, and it comes in. And if all those thoughts were like written on a whiteboard, mm-hmm. this comes in like a big old eraser and says, no, no, we're restoring the body right now. We're not thinking thoughts, yeah. and you just go to sleep. And so by establishing some good sleep habits, you know, turning those electronics off, early you know don't be watching things stressful or well, they say the blue stressful. light adds to you know that's coming from the computers and stuff is one of the yes. worst triggers for yes and if people animosity. will prepare themselves and get their body healthy and then have some of the good mood oils and the good calming oils for rest um, a lot of moms um, typically and this is a very sexist statement to make i guess but a lot of times moms <laughs> are the first ones up and you know rather than running around and, and yelling to get kids up for school and things we we teach a back to school class and you'll run the lavender or the serenity at bedtime, but then go into the kids' rooms and swap out peppermint 
or wild orange or something right. very uplifting in the morning. And they just naturally wake up and they're invigorated and they're ready yeah, to go. It's the brain. Right. So I know my kids and uh, uh, the youngest one goes to Pensacola Beach Elementary. And before they do their test, you know, their yes. yearly test, they give all the kids peppermint, they peppermint gum or they mm-hmm. infuse the classroom with peppermint. It's kind of really? cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, a lot of people are diffusing peppermint because it um, very much heightens alertness. And also, if if you study with a particular scent, so parents will diffuse a particular scent with their students when they're studying. If you have that same scent available when you're testing, it causes recall. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so many studies on how scent affects us. All kinds of neuro-linguistic programming going on. You didn't even know. No, I didn't. You're going to leave here today, Bob. Superhuman. (laughs) Barb's going to be my new best friend. (laughs) Indeed. But I just encourage everyone to come to a class. So, I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And I'm happy, again, like I said, to meet with folks individually. I meet people at Panera, Starbucks. I mean, they're home. I do classes in my home at Tryon Library, Bayview Senior Center. How do they get in touch with you? Um, My phone's a great way. And I'll also give you an email and a website. Um, they can call me at 850-376-8417. And I'm very, I, I'll be honest, I'm better at email than I am text. I'm just, I'm, I will text you back. I'm just very slow at it. <laughs> my fingers just don't like to text. Um, my email right address, driving. they can contact me at barb at myoilsforyou.com. And that's the number four and just the letter U. So M-Y-O-I-L-S numeral four letter U.com. And um, I also have another website, mydoterra.com slash Barb Wagner. And I'm on Facebook as well. They can Very find cool. me on Facebook. And she's got little samples too. So oh, you I do. just want yes. to try some stuff out. If people so come to a class, they will be well oiled before they leave <laughs> and have had their own oil experiences. So, and, and, uh, so do you feel sort of relaxed at all? Does it? I mean, you were relaxed before you got in here, but do you, are you like mellow yellow right now or what? I'm chilling and I'm ready to try some of that stuff. And yeah. I, we'll I was not connect. a believer in oils when I came in here. So see, um, it, I'm, and it's if only crazy animals, if it doesn't work, them. right? <laughs> That's it. So, well, Barb, thank, thank you. you very much. And uh, I'm sure we'll all be zen out here uh, by the end of the day for sure. All right, Jimmy. How you doing, man? I'm good. Thank you. Jack has been great today, by the way. We we have another office dog that hangs out sometimes throughout the week. So uh, a little puppy right now. So I'm kind of glad it's not here. But this is kind of cool. I might have to start bringing my dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, let's tell everybody about CCK. Uh, CCK9 is a, um, a private uh, drug detection service. And what I do is um, if a parent or a business or anybody like that needs to know if there's a, a drug presence um, of any kind. Um, they'll call me up, Yeah, go in, Jack, uh, we'll find it. Yeah. There's no doubt he'll find it. He's so same, I mean, he's the same trained as, as you see for every other law enforcement animal or... or uh, as far as drugs go, yeah. he is not a dual trained. Dual trained would mean he would be attack as well. And um, No, he looks too sweet to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he didn't have any mess for sure. So, um, how did this come about, man? How did you get into to doing this? Uh, I was watching, um, of course, um, trying to find a job. I was watching a lot of TV. <laughs> it uh, happens, you know. And um, one day, um, a um, gentleman was on one of the news things uh, with a rescued or an adopted retired police dog. And um, he went ahead and, and just started letting the dog still work, mm-hmm. but retired, you know, wasn't doing anything else. But uh, and um, I, I looked at it and I was thinking, eh, that's not a bad, that's not a bad 
gig. It's it's needed. Uh, it's one of those things that um, if if it works out, it would be a great thing to jump into. Yeah. And um, I did. I, I thought it out and wrote out a business plan and did everything I could to try to make it. Step one, get dog. Right. Step one was, well, yeah, <laughs> step one was get dog, no doubt. So where did you find him? Uh, I got him in um, uh, Texas. He was uh, in a spring branch, Texas, uh, just north of San Antonio. And um, there was about 75 other dogs there. And a uh, majority of them were the, the Malinois. And uh, there were some labs. And I wanted a lab. Yeah. When I went up there, I wanted... I was thinking to myself, I wanted a business that I didn't look tactical. I didn't look, you know, like I was. Sure. Every other law enforcement guy that came busting through the door with the dog. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, it didn't work out like that. Uh, the labs, they're, they're good dogs. They're, they're great dogs. They drool a lot, though, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> they're lazy when it comes to finding drugs. Let's put it that way. They, they, they're better if they see something dropping, yeah. they'll go get it. They're not good at trying to find it. Now they are good, but they they're just not as good. Yeah. So um, so let's let's get honest here. I mean, a lot of people, first of all, they need to know you exist, right? Because a lot of times you wanna you wanna step in or you exactly. wanna do some intervention, and, and you don't want the law, and you don't want the courts, and, and, and may whether it's your business, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't need the stuff in the papers and all nope. that nonsense that people like to do. If it's your child, right, or if it's your your, your somebody in your family, right. You know, let's let's save the embarrassment of having it go through some legal and all the costs and all that stuff. And this is where you come in, right? And I, this is be, I'll be absolutely honest. You are the only one I know in my entire world that does this. So you have market share. I do. My only <laughs> now we just need to let the market know you're here, right? Exactly. So, um, schools, things like that. Schools, yeah. Rehab centers, yeah. Um, uh, God, rehab centers. That, that'd probably be prime. Prime oh, it's no place, doubt. Right? It's one of the it's one of the biggest places to you've got a you've got you've got a lot of people that's wanting to be on a diet at a buffet. Yeah, and it's it, it's going to sell. Yeah, uh, someone's going to have it, and it's going to ruin everybody in there. So the best thing to do is to keep it as clean as possible. Yeah, you know when you have shelters and you have uh, halfway houses, you have schools, you have. Um, uh, people who rent out their their cottages, yeah, the beach houses, beach and houses spring break, and, and woo, that's yeah, right. uh, what's left for the next person, right? Exactly, exactly. You don't want, you know, and it, it's not, it doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, car dealerships. I'll yeah. be honest with you, used cars. Um, you never know where they're coming from. Right. And the last thing you want to do is get pulled over, and um, so they just. Yeah. You know, something like that. So, happened. Well, and, and that's, a, I mean, that's a huge point here. So this doesn't always have to be, hey, somebody's having a problem and, you know, we, we want to get into it. I mean, this is a good preventative maintenance, right? Preventative maintenance. Uh, I mean, true. what happens to the car dealership that doesn't know they got a car that had stuff in it, right? And then it gets sold and something happens. I mean, everybody becomes liable at that point, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mostly the guy driving the car. Yeah. That's that would the, that's, never occur to me. Yeah. That's like crazy. To think yeah. Well, you're smuggling oils, not not drugs. So you're all right. You're all right, Barb. <laughs> He's loving it right now. So, um, so you know, obviously, without giving away to anybody that's hired you for private purposes, but where are you working most now? Uh, be honest with you, it's really odd. Uh, I've checked more vehicles than anything. I believe it. I have checked more vehicles than anything else. Um, and it is, it is, it it, it surprised me. I would that would have been the last thing that i would have imagined was people call me and say i need you to check this vehicle yeah and we'll like meet. dealerships or per- 
personal or both personal, or personal vehicles mostly. Yeah. Um, give me a call. I want you to check this vehicle, and uh, yeah. we'll somebody go borrows a car to go. Yeah, I hear you. That's it. That's yeah. it. And it's 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 really strange. Yeah. I mean, it's it's something I would have never imagined that would have been the number one for right now. Yeah. All right. So you got to tell me because honestly, you really are the only person I know that does this, and I think it's a very very cool neat thing that you're doing and. And I know that there are people who need it and don't need to go through the other side of that system, right? Exactly. But other than, and I've seen you everywhere and we're, you know, we're chamber members and all that, but talk, talk to me about how do you get this to people that need to use it? Like, what do you even do other than just, Hey, I got the dog. Let's go. Uh, really, when they see you, they think you're law enforcement, first e- of all. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Uh, when I walked in downstairs, uh, everybody looked at me like, you know, <laughs> I warned everybody on the floor. Say, hey, listen, Jimmy's coming with the dog tomorrow. It's all right. You leave your stuff at home. No, I'm I've, I've had, I've had, it's funny. I've had businesses that I've asked, could I please just use your facility mm-hmm. just to hide my fake, yeah. my fake drugs mm-hmm. in your building to search? Mm-hmm. And they've all told me no, because that, that may, sounds like a setup, man, right? They may, they, they may find something. I'm, I keep telling them I'm, I'm not law enforcement. Yeah. I don't care what you have. Yeah, you don't even know what he finds, right? You just know that he signals and exactly. you mark it and then he, you're out the door. He sits and we mark it and we're out the door. Yeah. And that's about it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And that's good. It keeps you out of the loop. It keeps to, me out to of the extent. loop. I don't want to know. Yeah. Don't want to know. All right. So, so you just, you going on foot? You talking, calling people? I mean, what, what's, what's next? Uh, trying to beat on doors. Uh, secretaries are the hardest thing in the world to get by, uh, get by these days. Even with a cute dog? Uh, the dog doesn't get anybody in either. Uh, I wish that was the case. Um, uh, but it is, it's really hard getting by the people that make the decisions. Uh, I think rehab centers would need me the most. Yeah. And, um, so do you have any regulation against state run or government run or uh, rehabs or facilities versus private? None at all. Okay. So what do do they have any regulations though? Not that I've heard of. Okay. I mean, that's the same thing with schools. Um, Public or private, they can both Public use. Public or private, but I know that Santa Rosa County uses the uh, Santa, Cal- Santa Rosa County Sheriff, uh, Sheriff's yeah. Department. Yeah. So I'm not sure what the uh, you know, sounds standard. like you might need to make buddies with them. <laughs> I have. I've, I've, got, I've got a couple of friends that uh, that, that do handle yeah. uh, dogs with the. So what do they say about it? Because they're obviously doing it for law enforcement. When you tell them what what you're doing, what do they think? When I first started, it was really funny. Um, they were they were really anti my business yeah they were when i first started this is before i got the dog and everything and i'd ask them questions and everything and they was like no you're it, it, i finally found out from somebody that told me that you're you're fixing the problem at the level that they want to catch those people right because they're singing like a bird right they're the ones that are giving away the bigger fish mm-hmm. you know the young kid mm-hmm. that just, we, um, we all been to Hollywood, right? Know, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, here's, you know, Jack taking that, that bird away. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, but now they're, they're not, they're not, they're not against everybody I've talked to now. They understand they, you're on the same team. Really understand I'm on the same yeah. team. Yeah. There's different ways of and dealing that, with this stuff, right? that's my only competition, to be honest with you. But if they catch it, someone's going to jail. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so and I, I'm wondering, you'll get a point down the road. I'm sure one of them will start calling you, right? I mean, I, it'd be it'd be nice. I, I would like that, and that's that's what it, it's getting it's getting better. But um, 
know, like I said, just getting into some of the places, getting to know some of the uh, school superintendents and somebody that can get me in and um, to help. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's easier. We got a we got a little saying that it's easier to solve this problem at a kitchen table than in a courtroom. Sure, sure. And uh, sure, a heck of a lot me- less messy, huh? A lot less messy. Yeah. Sure is. Very cool. All right. Well, if somebody's interested in and wants to get some more information, where do we send them? Um, I'm at um now as far as my what is it um website goes, mm-hmm. it's C C K is in Karen nine the number services dot com, and um, phone number is eight five zero five two nine two nine four five. And then you got Facebook and all that good stuff too. I've so you can just look up CCK. CCK9, yep. CCK9 yeah. and, and go from there. Yeah, he's the only one there, I promise. Trust me. He's the only one there. <laughs> he is the only one there. Very cool. Well, thank all of you for coming out today. We're getting to the end of the show here, but, uh, uh, Jimmy, really cool, man. I uh, wish you the best of luck and we'll appreciate see if we can't that. help connect you with some people. I appreciate that. Okay, guys, you can find us at P. Cola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at P. Cola BRX on Facebook. Or you can find us on our website at pensacola.businessradiox.com. Again, thank all of you for coming in today. And this has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters.